3: Thank you for joining us uh, Right here on Channel Africa Giving you the African perspective This is African Dialogue Coming to you every Monday To Thursday At 11 o'clock Central African time On the frequency 9625 kilohertz On the 31 meter band To southern Africa And also you can uh, Join us on DSTV On Channel 802 On the audio bouquet Well did you see What happened on social media This week Early in the week Social media was buzzing And I was like What is going on Another racial onslaught on social media And uh, it was another ad once again HM ad showing a black boy Wearing a hoodie written Coolest coolest monkey Coolest monkey in the jungle And uh, there were many people Saying that it was racist Well we're going to discuss it What went wrong here with H&M And uh, why weren't uh, uh, Political and also social um, uh, Dynamics considered When uh, this uh, particular image Was thrown out there in the public Especially because we are in a space of social media and everything gets scrutinized on that platform well we'll look at that today with our experts but before we get into it let's get our news update joelani tulo is with us
4: Thank you, Benjamin. Top story is Asawa. A report from the Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs says a total of 141 civilians in Niger were killed, kidnapped or wounded by the Boko Haram jihadist group last year. A sharp fall compared with the 2016. The Zimbabwean government has reportedly withdrawn ex-First Lady Grace Mugabe's state security detail with most, a- with most aides formally assigned to her being recalled and reassigned. And finally, a Sudanese online news service says a power outage has hit the entire country during a televised address by the president. Good morning. The Zimbabwean government has reportedly withdrawn ex-First Lady Grace Mugabe State Security Detail, with most aides formally assigned to her being recalled and reassigned. According to a local newspaper, Newsday Mugabe used to have security agents specifically assigned to her before she was kicked out of the rulings on a PF party where she was the leader of the Women's League. Presidential spokesperson George Charamba could not confirm the development. A group from the Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs says a total of 141 civilians in Niger were killed, kidnapped, or wounded by the Boko Haram jihadist group last year—a sharp fall compared with 2016. The toll was 227 in 2016, following a 214 figure in 2015. Boko Haram launched an insurgency in northeast Nigeria in 2009 that spilled into Niger in 2015. It also affects the country's other neighbors, Chad and. Cameroon. Overall, more than 20,000 people have been killed and more than 2.6 million displaced in the conflict. A Sudanese online news service says a power outage has hit the entire country during a televised address by the president. The Paris based Sudan Tribune says Wednesday's outage took TV channels broadcasting President Omar al Bashir's address off air. Al Bashir was speaking in the town of Rosis, south of the Sudanese capital Khartoum. The Tribune quoted officials as saying power was being gradually restored across the country. It was not immediately clear what caused the outage. The second in as many years to hit Sudan. Sudan saw street protests this week after the government lifted bread subsidies and devalued its currency. These reforms are in an effort to overhaul the country's battered economy. Ethiopian lawmakers have approved a ban on foreign adoptions amid concerns about mistreatment on children overseas. The approval came after a rare heated debate as some lawmakers worried that the East African nation does not have enough childcare centers to handle the effects of the ban. According to figures released by the State Department, Ethiopia had been among the top 10 countries for adoptions in the United States. The death in the U.S. in 2011 of an Ethiopia-born girl with her adopted of mother convicted of homicide by abuse led to an outcry back home with Ethiopia that year, reducing foreign adoptions by 90%. And finally, in the U.S. state of California, two more bodies have been found by emergency teams searching for survivors after a series of floods and mudslides destroyed more than 100 homes north of Los Angeles. The Santa Barbara County Chef, a county chef rather, Bill Brown, says 17 Californians are now known to have died after a storm hit the country on Tuesday and several others remain unaccounted for.
3: There are still 13
5: reported missing persons cases. Hundreds of people have been rescued and evacuated, many of them having to be hoisted out of the area by our aircraft. We want people who are living in the area that's impacted by the floods to get out of that
3: area for their safety.
4: The top story is a, a report from the office for the coordination of humanitarian affairs, says a total of 141 civilians in Niger were killed, kidnapped or wounded by the Boko Haram jihadist group last year, a sharp fall compared with 2016. The Zimbabwean government has reportedly withdrawn ex-first lady Grace Mugabe's state security detail, with most aides formally assigned to her being recalled and reassigned. And finally, a Sudanese online news service says a power outage has hit the entire country during a ten of us addressed by the President. For Channel Africa, I'm Cholani Tulo.
3: Well, thank you for joining us uh, right here on uh, Channel Africa, uh, where we give you the African perspective. Well, today we're going to be looking at this big uh, marketing uh, story. Uh, Seems like a lot went wrong in this particular case. This past Monday, Twitter and Facebook were on a rampage against an H&M ad showing a black boy wearing a hoodie sweater uh, with the phrase, Coolest Monkey in the Jungle written on it. A world-renowned pop star The Weeknd stood against this ad as he expressed on his Twitter account that he will be cutting his association with the international retailer. Well, after uh, this international disapproval to their ad, H&M apologized for their image and removed it from their website. However, marketing analysts suggest that the retailer uh, may lose profits during to this mishap. Well, we've got uh, analysts on the line uh, and also in our studio. Just to help us uh, on this particular issue, uh, we've got uh, Tsepo uh, Sifutelo, who's joining us, our Executive Director for Operations at Vuma Reputation Management. And also we've got uh, uh, Chris Mudeik, Mudeik, rather, who is the Marketing Advisor and Analyst, uh, very much prominent in South Africa when it comes to marketing trends. And uh, I follow his column a lot uh, that he does in one of the South Africa's newspapers but let me start with you Tepo in terms of uh, looking at this ad what were your first impressions when you saw this image firstly Uh, did you racialize it first or uh, did it interest you or what stood out for you in this particular ad as someone who's very well versed in the marketing industry
6: I I'll be very honest I racialized it okay because was it immediate immediate It, it, it was immediate okay Because context is everything. Sure. Um, And when we look at it from a reputation management perspective, one of the things, reputation management will inform you that your stakeholders and managing your stakeholders and what they expect of you is critical and important in managing your reputation. So as a multinational brand that is in the U.S. where there's there's black people, Mm racial tensions,
3: Africa, sure. um, Africa. Especially Africa. with the Donald Trump era as well. Yes,
6: yeah. you, you, you've, you've got to understand that.
2: Mm.
6: Now, earlier on, we were having a conversation and, and I was speaking to other people to say, in, 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 in my culture, in black culture, I don't remember any parent or any sibling or any friends or relatives Using or referring to a child or to another colleague or another 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 colleague, referring to them as an any kind of animal, let alone a monkey as a term of endearment okay it's actually used the other way around when you want to insult or you accept to somebody, you refer to them as an animal
2: mm.
6: now in the past, I have heard white parents some of them are my friends and colleagues where they turn to their child hello my monkey mm. now in that context it is fine if you go to europe they w- when soccer players african black african players their european fans make monkey noise <laughs> and at sometimes mm. they even throw bananas at them mm. so if we look at that at that context that's why for me it jumped out as racial then to add the white child it was the white child had 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 a, had an orange uh, 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 hoodie on, and mm. theirs was written "Survivor in the Jungle,"
2: mm.
6: and for me, th- th- that just said. Culturally inept from an H&M perspective From an mm. agency perspective But also from
3: a client perspective Because it is the client that approves mm. the campaign Well, let me come to you, Chris In terms of your okay. thoughts on, on this um, I was speaking to a couple of friends I spoke to a, a black by exec, One of the producers in the background, Ayanda And Ayanda was just saying yesterday You know, like Sometimes she calls her, little bo- her boys monkeys And I spoke to another white colleague a, a lady as well And she was saying, you know what uh, we call uh, our young children uh, monkeys. I don't know where uh, the, this actually blew out because maybe this could be actually exaggerated or there were oversensitivities when it comes to this campaign. Uh, so from a cultural perspective, definitely there are differences here as was highlighted by by
1: yeah, well, you know, one's got, to look at it, one's got to look at it from the point of view of, 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 of the perception of people who are looking at that advertisement. I first saw that advertisement and I was horrified at the stupidity of H&M to, H&M to put in, a, 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 in something like that. And I think that what one's got to, what one's got to understand is that there are tremendous uh, sensitivities around today in terms sure. of the world. Uh, in terms of uh, racial sensitivities, and quite rightly too, because um, you know we, we we have a past history of of terrible sort of <laughs> treatment of of various races, particularly the black race. Mm. And I think that that uh, you, you know if, if, I, if I can go on i mean my my daughter calls her calls my grandchildren monkeys. i don't have a problem with that, mm. but by heaven, if they had to call. One of their black friends, a monkey, uh, they'd actually get a, a smack on the backside from you. Sure, sure. Um, because you see, that is—it's got to, you've got to be so careful about offending people. You might think that it's trivial. You might think, well, you know, uh, how can people be, you know, that sensitive? The point is, they are sensitive. And when it comes to when it comes to marketing, I think Chepo mentioned it earlier. You know, it's your reputation management. Uh, you know the objective is you've got to you've got to advertise or promote your products without offending anybody. It's as simple as that. You don't want to chase people away. I mean, I can give you a statistic. In South Africa alone, twenty uh, percent of all, a- all advertising not only doesn't work, it actually chases people away from mm. the brand. Mm. And this is a this is a perfect example. And you know there's a reason for it. then. There's an absolute reason for it, and that is that. The, People who are involved in advertising are all young. They're all in their 20s. Sure. If you look at the advertising industry that creates advertisements, they're all in their 20s. Um, um, and, and, and equally, the people on the client side who are responsible for advertising are also generally young. Okay. Now, if you have a look at, at the youth today, we know they don't read newspapers. They don't actually listen to radio stations <laughs> on Saturday. They don't watch television. They, they, they uh, you know, work with their peers. They're on social media. Uh, they will watch videos. They'll go on to Netflix. They'll do everything. Now, the point is that if you have um, young people today involved in business who are not aware of what's going on in the world around them, they're not aware of the controversies and everything like that, um, then, in fact, you're going to get this kind of thing happening. you know. And this is not the first time we've had this. We, we had this, <laughs> I don't know how many times last year, we've had um, situations where advertisements have been to, deemed to be offensive or, sure, sure. Yeah. or something like this. And this is our problem, is that, the, is that the people who are creating our advertisements actually have no concept whatsoever of the sensibilities of the target market that they're aiming
3: towards. Mm, And mm, it's a mm. huge problem. Do you you agree with that, or the fact that there is becoming uh space whereby marketing industries are actually now tapping into uh younger uh professionals as was highlighted by chris from your perspective you started in the industry very young do you think that's a it's a, it's, it's problematic clearly here we're seeing the fact that there was an area that was not considered or was there something deeper here because i think of the process when people are sitting down in a creative room how do they scrutinize these Issues. How do they consider sensitivities? Uh, I mean, you've been working with one of the biggest agencies in 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 South Africa, Ogilvy, and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the process that you guys went through in order to interrogate a campaign. I think the last word that you
6: used there is the is the key is the key one where you say interrogating a campaign. Mm. It's all good and well interrogating the campaign between ourselves and not bringing in other stakeholders the end user the viewer the person that we are creating the, the the advert for where we get our stakeholders around the table and we sit them and we show them the advert or the campaign and we test it with them and we get their feedback mm-hmm. now just to just just to go back in terms in terms of the junior what what we term the juniorization um, of, 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 of of the ad of the ad se- advertising sector or the marketing sector you know it, it has happened because brands Want to remain relevant Mm. And we know that the youth Are are empowered and the youth's voice Is more, is uh, they have a voice Because of social media But at the same time you unfortunately have a situation Where a creative team Will all be white Mm. Now unfortunately That only gives you a perspective From a particular sector Of the community or of the population So it's very important as well That your team and the people that create those campaigns are diverse because you are operating you are advertising in a diverse country like south africa like the us mm. perhaps if they were advertising to a complete white community or or, or, or or country and it was not on social media it was just in in, in that particular space or geographical location it would it would be fi- it would be fine mm. but i think it's very important that we we you know it's those nuances that we need to to, to understand and it could be either of the two mm. uh, relating to this particular issue of, of, of H&MN, which, uh, which has unfortunately
3: uh, found them wanting. Is it, is, it just shows how important diversity is in the context of corporates, mm. isn't it? I think diversity is very
6: important, uh, From uh, f- f- particularly when we're talking reputation management. It's about understanding your stakeholders, what mm. they expect of you. I mean, I'll give you a very simple example. I'll, I'll, I'll give everybody a very simple example. Mm. Yesterday, one of my service providers came to, 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 to see me, um, and it was the it, it, it was the first time I was meeting this particular uh, account manager because we've been given a new, a, a new person. Very respectful, very knowledgeable gentleman, uh, Afrikaans gentleman, and as he introduced himself, when he shook my hand, he he was so strong in his handshake <laughs> he practically crushed my hand. Now we know in that in that culture they sure. say a firm handshake is 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 a, is a, a sign of respect, it's a sign of respect mm. and, and how strong you. It's not even a sign of aggression. Mm. But from my perspective, it it, it 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 says aggression. But because I'm exposed, I understand. Mm. So it's that content. Now you can imagine if he was shaking the hand of another black person who completely does not understand that his 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 background and his narrative. Mm. And I think if that that simple example just says a lot about our lack of understanding of each other and one another and 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 how we relate and what we term as aggressive and
3: what you term as non-aggressive. Mm. Well, uh, that's an interesting conversation we're having uh, today, uh, looking at advertising and just the sensitivities around social media, especially uh, this week, early on Monday, we saw really this huge, huge uh, uh, onslaught of H&M when they had this uh, ad showing a black boy uh, wearing a a hoodie uh, with the phrase, coolest monkey in the jungle that was written on it. What are your thoughts on it? Remember, you can interact with us on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa One or at Africa can dialogue. We want to hear your thoughts on those platforms? And uh, remember, you can also email us at info at channelafrica.org, Especially if you're listening it from uh, another uh, country on the continent. Sometimes you will just want to take your time and give us your thoughts via email. Let's take a quick break. Just a reminder: who I have in our program today? Uh, Chris Mundeke joins us on our line. He's a marketing advisor and analyst. And Sepo uh, Sifotelo is our executive director of operations from. Uh, 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 Vuma Reputation joining us. It's 20 past 11 o'clock Central African time. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after this. Attention to our listeners. From the 30th of October, 2017... The first hour of Africa Digest will not be broadcast on Channel 802 on the DSTV audio bouquet. The 1700 Hours show will only be found on shortwave and online on www.channelafrica.co.za. Please note that this only applies to the 1700 Hours Central African Time show. The 1900 Hours Central African Time program will be back on all the platforms. Channel Africa giving you an African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. It's something that we don't shy about, definitely. uh, We're talking about branding today. That's our brand, really, uh, Pan-African, and really uh, talking about what's happening on the African continent. Well, today, we know that Africa participated in this because I don't know from your country if you're coming outside of South Africa, but South Africa's um, Twitter culture really, really got into this debate of the H&M uh, ad that showed that black boy wearing that uh, uh, sweater uh, with the coolest monkey in the jungle inscribed on it. And, and I don't want to come to you, Chris, in terms of uh, you know the crux of the conversation here. What came up to me when I was looking at this is there was something that went wrong when it comes to sensitivity with this campaign. When it comes to marketing and advertising, when we look at that word sensitivity, what does it mean?
1: Well, the sensitivity means that you are, you know, if you're upsetting somebody, um, you know, you're losing a sale. It's as simple as that. Okay. Uh, you know, you might as well take part of your advertising budget and flush it down the toilet mm. because that's as, that's uh, you know that's what's going to happen, and and that happens a lot in South Africa. Now, no brand wants that. I mean, Shepher involved with, with, with reputational management. That is that is one of the absolute key things about reputation is don't upset the people who are buying your buying your product. Now, it's quite interesting that that you can have uh, a situation where, uh, and I, and I think this is tragic in a way, is that it's 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 quite a short-term impact that it has, but it's an unnecessary one. Mm. It's an unnecessary, I'm speaking now purely as a marketer, it's an unnecessary short-term, you know, uh, situation. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we have people who are saying, well, they're going to boycott. Mm. You know, they're going to boycott H&M and what have you. Mm. And, um, you know, quite honestly, I think that if, something, if somebody does something wrong, if a corporate does something wrong, then boycott it. That's that's our right as consumers. And, you know, when you think about the effect of boycotts on a community, I mean, really and truly, I think that uh, international boycotts, sports boycotts, um, and, and all the others, played an enormous role in, in moving South Africa away sure, from apartheid sure. and into There's no question about it. Mm. And the same thing works with corporates. The only problem is, though, is that <laughs> is that consumers don't stick to what they say? Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember, for example, when um you know george bush and uh, and Tony Blair decided to just invade Iraq uh, because of some you know woman about uh, weapons of mass destruction, um, there was an enormous um, um outcry from uh, Muslim communities all over particularly here in South Africa. Mm. There was an enormous outcry. And they were going to actually, the one thing I know that they were going to do, is calling for a ban on, on things like Coca-Cola and and other American products. And and uh, to me, that gained a lot of traction. And and I actually did some homework, and I looked at some figures six months later and found out that, in fact, it had no effect whatsoever. Mm. You know, we've had Woolworths uh, in South Africa. Sure, sure. Um, really... Really, being slow and right, left and centre, mm. and quite justifiably, mainly because their top management was continually fast asleep. Um, you know, and people saying you're going to boycott, boycott, but they, but they never do.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like, uh, you know, people wanting to, to, to boycott imported Chinese products because uh, this was a few years ago. Well, it never happened because you know when somebody goes into a store and they've got the choice of buying a, a shirt. Uh, from China for a hundred rand, or one locally made for six hundred rand. I'm afraid the hundred rand one tends to win if you mm. don't have any any money. And when you go into go and uh, buy some food, uh, much as you would like to boycott Coca-Cola, and your child says, you know, I want a Coke, I want a Coke. <laughs> I <I'll try. laughs> tell you something that. You just you just win. So sure. really, there, there there are two sides to this. And I know that with the Ford Cougar, for example, that kept burning and bursting into flames. Everybody thought, well, that's the end of that particular model motor car. Well, I must tell you something: that the the sales are climbing and climbing mm. and climbing. So so consumers forget very quickly that they react very quickly. Sure. And 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 I think that that two things need to happen with marketers. One is they need to understand the sensitivity from a moral point of view. That's the important thing. Trevor mm. we was talking about shaking hands, and I mean, I know that too. I'm a white person. When I shake hands with, with, with anybody who's black, I certainly don't. <laughs> I try and be as gentle as possible because that's their culture,
2: mm.
1: and, and and I have to respect that. And, and marketers need to do this. They need to respect it. Clearly, from a moral point of view, in the story, mm. from a marketing point of view, um, a pure business point of view, why risk uh, losing a whole lot of money over a, uh, 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 over a month or two or three, um, but just being? absolutely,
3: absolutely stupid. It just doesn't make sense. So, Tepo, your your thoughts on, on that issue of sensitivity, especially now that we live in a contemporary time, not as moralistic as it was before um, what, what, what are your thoughts on uh, this issue of what sensitivity means especially in the contemporary culture of today where uh, a lot of things that are could be termed immoralistic are yep. not really uh, are really part of the mainstream I mean when you look at hip hop music it's not really moralistic there's not really much of a, a moral agenda in that when you look at modern campaigns when, when it comes to politics uh, the moral agenda okay. is not the main story it's more a about service delivery and yep. those kind of issues, yep. people have become more practical yep. and and less uh, r- yep. re- religion based or yep. moral uh, focused. Yeah, I, I think over time, um, culture has evolved.
6: Mm. Um, people's background, um, what you what you're exposed to. I think if if you have a look at what social media has done, it, it has really opened up people to. People post things they wouldn't ordinarily mm-hmm. share. Yeah, if you look at social media, people sure. say things the they damnedest thing they, they wouldn't ordinarily say. Sure, that that the hate that you experience on social media when yeah. somebody just voices their own opinion, yeah. and the way they get attacked and tackled on social media doesn't doesn't happen. So. It 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 all depends on, on 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 background and on that and the times that you grew up in, okay. and um, I I think I think Isn't people that, that make it more area? difficult for you marketers. It 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 does it does make it difficult, but that's where more important where you need to test your message with your stakeholders. Okay. Once the team has put together the campaign, you then get a representation a represent- representation of your stakeholders because you know who your customer base is. So sure. you get them around the table and then you test the message. That is the most that is the fundamental
2: mm.
6: of what should and be. And it happening. seems very simple. I, I, and it, it is yeah. very simple. Mm. The unfortunate part is you get a team it, it, it can be it can be uh, it can be a team that is made up of of black, white, but you find that all of them are 24 years old. Okay. All of them grew up in the digital era. By that f- by that factor that they're all youth in 24, they all started at Vega or whatever the case might be, then already their diversity is compromised. It's inept. It's inept then mm. they need to get somebody else who is different from them, mm. who is per- perhaps more experienced, more mm. older, to come and have a look and test that. Sure, sure. Once they've agreed internally as a team, you then test it some
3: more externally as well. Mm. It's important. Mm. And, and also, you know, when it comes to that issue of uh, marketing, is it different now the fact that we have so many uh, social platforms where things get more scrutinized? Uh, because definitely things get very kind of, changed even in terms of how they look on social media get people adding some words and adding images and you know these memes that we're starting to see the change context so how do you navigate around those issues even today
6: you know the question that you're asking is so interesting because when h&m by the way this this h&m campaign that is being scrutinized is actually their online campaign Mm. because towards the last quarter I, i i think if i'm not mistaken of 2016 Uh, Or 2017, pardon me. H&M experienced a dip in revenue because of competition from their competitor, Zara. Mm. And they actually made a decision to launch this online campaign. And this campaign of the hood is actually their online campaign to assist and to boost their revenue. And they launched it in the U.S. Now, if you understand what is happening in the U.S. with the the election of Donald Trump, uh, racial tensions in that country Mm -hmm. are quite... Black their, Lives Matter At their notice yeah, yeah. You know You've got the Black, Life, Black Lives Matter Matter uh, uh, Campaign uh, um, Campaign And you have to Ask yourself w- Is this an agency That was based In the state Or is it an agency That was based In Sweden That mm. made that call And mm. that made that decision sure, sure. You know So so, uh, Particularly When you are going Online and you understand Because social media Is basically Has no borders No Anybody who has access, who has a data, who has a phone, it doesn't even have to be a smartphone. You know, it can be a a web-enabled phone Mm -hmm. that's got access, has access online to social media. So Mm -hmm. you're opening up yourself for such ridicule. And unfortunately, when we talk about the dimensions of reputation, Mm -hmm. we talk about your, 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 your marketing and sales. Mm. That's going to be impacted Business performance and the quality of your products Unfortunately this quality of this particular product Has been left wanting Because of the slogan that it has Of the coolest monkey in the jungle
3: Wow. Well, I'm going to take one more break and we're going to wrap it up, gentlemen. And uh, after uh, this quick break, what are your thoughts on uh, this campaign? Uh, Also, you know, the representation of uh, black people historically, one has to consider those images uh, in terms of advertising. It's no-brainer when you have studied marketing and you're marketing experts. I'm sure it's something that you go through even in marketing school of sorts. And also, what do you think as an ordinary citizen of how black children have been represented over history or even just the black people as a whole? Give us your thoughts. Remember, our email address is info at channelafrica.org or you can interact with us on our Twitter handle at channelafrica1 or at African Dialogue. We want to hear your thoughts in this regard on this conversation we're having. Are you with me, Benjamin Mushatam? I'm not alone. I've got Chris Murdek, who's the marketing advisor and analyst, is the Executive Director of Operations of uh, uh, VUMA Reputation Management. Let's take a quick one. We'll be back after this as we wrap up this conversation with our last segment.
4: Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa, and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge, and entertainment from Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world.
5: Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchema.
4: Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonye in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbera Munjore in Johannesburg.
5: Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Jean Noël Bamwezi.
4: Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekeloa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.
3: Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa thank you for joining us on our shortwave service into the sub-Saharan uh, parts of the continent uh, on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to southern Africa thank you for joining us in South Africa and neighboring countries on Channel 802 on the bouquet. remember you can stream us live our Pan-African uh, community joins us on www.channelafrica.co.za and I just uh, want to g- grab your attention Chris there with this conversation in terms of what you think are the changing dynamics especially when content is going on social media what are the things to consider I didn't pick your brain on that one
1: well I think the things to consider with regard to social media or any kind of uh, uh, digital medium and what have you is, is not to assume that everybody is on the same everybody is on the same uh, uh, platform sure uh, so you'll find, for example, that young people, um, um, I'm just guessing now because I don't know the statistics, you'll find mm. that young people uh, don't get in, onto Twitter, um, that young people will be on maybe on LinkedIn. That's, sure. That You'll find that the profile of people that are on uh, Facebook are a lot older, um, you know, the average age. So mm. the point is that you can't sort of say, well, you know, we're going to now advertise online and uh, we're now going to be talking to everybody. You're not. It's, we've we've entered a world of uh, of marketing, where uh, it is now possible for for brands to talk directly to customers, one on one, and and that should be the objective of of social of social media marketing and also of online marketing to create somewhere where you can talk directly to a specific a specific person the minute you start generalizing um, you know you, you you run into trouble and this is a this is problem that newspapers faced mm. you know newspapers just simply took what they did on print and put it on online and then mm. you know wondered, wondered why <laughs> nothing was working no. uh, because you you just can't do that so i think that the thing to to you know my final thoughts on this is that is that i agree with Shippo, is that when advertising is produced the people who actually um, uh, produce advertising should be as diverse as the market. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, to avoid this, this problem, I think that, that brands should go back to researching, uh, doing um, um, advertising research again. They've stopped doing that because mm. they say it's expensive and you don't need to do it. They need to do that. They need to go to a representative sample of the market and actually find out if there are any, any sort of problems.
3: Well, so, uh, Tsepo, let's look at that in terms of representation, especially of of racial images like that, because, like you said, with this H&M, where they got it wrong, they had a black boy in one type of a sweater and the the white boy in a different type of a sweater, and uh, it seemed like it just went over their heads in terms of the imaging and the wording around those particular images. Uh, But in terms of considerations, in terms of, the racial lines, you know, what do you have to consider in, in, in that, in terms of making decisions, especially with a historic context and a political atmosphere that is really, really uh, on on its highest, highest extremes right now in terms of the polarizations? I think
6: just, just before I attack that, is, we, we, we should understand that because of the digital era and social media, we are operating in a very different environment than we were even, let's say, 10 years ago, you know. Mm. You sneeze today and tomorrow it will be, <laughs> or not even tomorrow, in five seconds, it will be the headline news and, 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 and all major news channels will be, will be uh, uh, um, leading with that story. So one needs to be very careful. And this is where brand needs to be that much more diligent mm. in coming up with campaigns in understanding. And I think I'd like to go back to what Chris said is, actually social media has made it that much more significant and important for brands to mm. know their consumer because of big data you are actually able to customize your experience to your to your to your customer mm. and that's what today's customer wants they want to they want a customized experience yes, sure. you, you you it's 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 very rare that now brands get away with just coming up with a with a with a a a brush approach, mm. where where it one one it, it one for stroke where it works yeah. for, for for everyone, sure. and I think in this t- particular instance with the H and M example, or even with the Dove example that came out in October 2017, mm. where you had the black lady the dove uh, taking over their dark a uh, the, uh, uh, brown a uh, brown shirt and then they and then they, 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 they turn become white and it, wasn't a b- a, a it, it was not a before yeah, and yeah, an after, sure sure, you know just that <laughs> that that association. Mm. Was, was completely off the mark mm. it, was, it, it was highly offensive And it was racially charged mm. I cannot begin to explain how racially charged that was mm. Now, from a different sector of the community It might not be mm. But that's because we come from different backgrounds And we come from different experiences mm. and, I think, and I think it's very important You also need to understand the environment that you operate in you know, particularly if you have, you have to know what is happening in the U.S. Mm. You have to hap- know what is happening in 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 in, in, uh, uh, um, in 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 South Africa. I'll give you an example. A couple of when South African brands decided to go into Africa. Even though they had black faces on their billboards, but it was black South Africans. Uh. But the people in Kenya, the people in Kenya, they could see that this, this person, this is not us. D- yeah. This, this is not not us. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't respond. That's interesting. And, 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 and you've, you've got to understand the environment that you're operating in. Again, it's about understanding your stakeholders because at the end of the day, you are managing your reputation. And if you don't,
3: you are going to lose revenue because your sales are going to tank. It's plain and simple. Well, thank you to our guests for this very, very enlightening conversation. Indeed, thank you Teppo uh, Asifo Tlelo, who is uh, the Executive Director of Operations at VUMA Reputation Management. And uh, thank you to Chris murdek who is the uh, Marketing Advisor and Analyst and also a, a, com- a Columnist in Issues of Marketing Trends in South Africa and also internationally. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll get a song after that uh, it's uh, eleven forty-one central african time and then after that we'll get our uh, business news and also we'll get sports afterwards
0: good news for listeners in america you can now listen to channel africa by phoning 605-447-1711 so if you're a channel africa listener in america simply dial 605 47 channel africa giving you the african perspective
2: Let's yeah. go.
3: Ogowoodre, by the legend himself, a a very beautiful one there. Took us back there in uh, the early 2000s. A beautiful track indeed. That takes us to 11.46 Central African time. Let's get our business news. And uh, after that, we'll get our sports.
0: Good morning. Egypt and Russia have signed a 30 billion US dollar deal to build North Africa's nuclear power plant as the Kremlin moves to expand its influence in the region. Russian President Vladimir Putin and his Egyptian counterpart Abdel Fattah al-Sisi witnessed the signing ceremony in Cairo on Monday. The project increases Russia's economic presence and political influence in the Middle East, already on the rise since Putin intervened in Syria's war in 2015 and began a more active role in Libya. Russia and Egypt agreed three years ago to begin work on a nuclear power project with Russia's state nuclear monopoly, Rosatom, initially expecting the deal to be sealed in early 2016. Following a military intervention in Zimbabwe that forced former President Robert Mugabe to resign in November last year, businesses are still struggling to cope. Although President Emerson Mnangagwa enjoys confidence across all sectors, there are still a lot of questions being asked by citizens. Operation Restore Legacy came to an end in December, but businesses today say the involvement of soldiers in government is negative and is affecting the economy. And this is as Simon Muchemo reports. President Emerson Munangagwa took
5: over and appointed a number of soldiers such as Agriculture Minister, Foreign Affairs Minister, and Vice President in his cabinet. This dampened the spirits of the citizens who felt soldiers would also be used to campaign during this year's elections. As a result, when business resumed last week, prices of commodities shot through the roof due to poor economic confidence around soldiers. Zimbabweans are complaining the inclusion of soldiers in the new cabinet is affecting business more so as citizens prepare for elections this year.
0: Somalian government is eager to revive its collapsed tourism sector with an aim to become one of Africa's top tourist destinations after years of conflict. The government is banking on relatively improved security to lure tourists as part of efforts to rebuild and continue. While still in its nascent stages, the tourism sector is being touted as a potential catalyst for significant economic growth and employment in coming years. That prospect received a boost last September, when Somalia was admitted as the 157th member of the United Nations World Tourism Organization and the Organization's General Assembly meeting in Chengdu, China. The US dollar trades at 1240 in South Africa. It's at 968 in Botswana and at ten five in Zambia. It's also trading at 73 pence to the British pound, 83 cents to the euro. Gold trades at $1,318, platinum $972 dollars an ounce. At the price of brand crude oil is at $69.15 a barrel. I'm um, Toby Solohoko for Channel Africa.
5: First up in our sports update this hour, we begin with football news. A long-awaited Confederation of African Football CAF inspection team is in Cameroon to assess the country's preparations to host the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations. The visit was originally due to take place last August, but audit firm PricewaterhouseCoopers withdrew at short notice without giving reasons why. Business management consultancy Roger Roland Berger have now stepped in as the independent assessors. Confederation of African Football CAF President Ahmed Ahmed has said on several occasions that African football's ruling body will find an alternative that's a host if Cameroon is unable to host the finals. Cameroon has always insisted that it will be ready to host the tournament even after CAF approved changes to its structure. And in local football in South Africa, two quick first-half goals from Bongani Kumalo and James Keane in the 16th and the 19th minutes respectively were enough to give Bidvest Vets a crucial 2-0 win over Supersports United in a thrilling upside premiership match at the Bidvest Vets Stadium in Johannesburg last night. Gavin Hans men came into this game badly needing a win after a seven-match winless streak, a dismal run by a team defending its championship title. Hunt is relieved that his team finally converted chances they have been creating into goals.
2: We normally have 100 chances and convert nothing. So, yeah, the conversion rate is much better. It's 50%. If we had worked on 50%, we wouldn't be where we are. Just in football, of, uh, goals are a problem. But for us, it's been a major problem. We scored seven goals this year, 15 games. We won the league. Seven goals. Come on. More chances this year we've created than when we won the league. I'm telling you, stats will prove it to you. Our strikers don't score. Everyone, I don't care. My people haven't scored goals. Our free kicks, our corners, our midfielders, our wide players haven't scored. As I said, only one game. Everybody needs to keep their feet in the ground, and we need
5: to, we need to keep looking up, not back, you know, and underneath. And in golf news, Charles Schwarzel believes he can lead. A strong South African contingent to finally secure his first South African Open hosted by the city of Ekuruleni, east of Johannesburg. The field includes South African major winners in Schwarzel, Annie else, Retief Horsen and Trevor Emelman, as well as Brendan Grace, Brendan Stone, Dylan Fritelli, Dean Bermister, Hayden Portias, George Kutzie, Thomas Aiken and Eric Van Rooyen. Stone is the only South African Peter Hansel stretched his lead after the last full stage in Peru. Loop who won Tuesday stage for Peugeot and was second overall, halted five kilometers into the two hundred and sixty six from the San Juan de Malkona de Arequipa. That's the sport news this hour.